Radio Nigeria, uplifting the people and uniting the nation. It's seven o'clock. Good morning and welcome to the news on the network service of Radio Nigeria. I am Princess Aboraro, reading with Noura Muhammad. In the headlines, President Muhammad Buhari admonishes Nigerians on virtues of hard work and patriotism. Role of non-governmental organizations in the Northeast in focus. Anambra state government receives about 2 billion naira, 13% oil derivation in five months. Benue state government to embark on aggressive vaccination of dogs to check rabies. The commentaries on transformational leadership for sustainable economic and political development of Nigeria. Well, this news is streaming live on Radio Nigeria.gov.ng. You can always follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Radio Nigeria HQ and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Radio Nigeria Network. Now the news in detail. President Muhammad Buhari has admonished Nigerians to always imbibe the virtues of hard work, patriotism and love for national development. President Buhari gave the advice at a public presentation of a book written by former co-marshal of the Federal Road Safety Commission, Major General Anthony Hanania in Abuja. The president, represented by the chief of staff, Professor Ibrahim Gambari, explained that the unity and progress of the country was achieved through selflessness, which should be emulated by all Nigerians. Will inspire other generations of patriotic young Nigerians to rise to the new challenges that face our nation and unite to build a greater Nigeria. The Secretary to the Government of the Federation, Mr. Boss Mustafa, appreciated the author of the book for inspiring many Nigerians to achieve their dreams. His achievements and decades to duty witness the discharge of further responsibility in his service to the nation after a commendable military career which saw him rise to the rank of Major General gave him a wealth of knowledge and ability to discern as he exemplified the high ability the author and former co-marshal Federal Road Safety Commission, Major General Anthony Hanania, said he was motivated to write the book to share his experience during service in the Nigerian Army as High Commissioner to the United Kingdom and other areas in the public service. The Vice President, Yemi Oshibajo, is in the Socialist Republic of Vietnam on a five-day official visit to engage in high-level bilateral activities. According to a statement by the senior special assistant to the vice president in media and publicity, Laolua Kondi, the vice president's visit comes after former deputy prime minister of Vietnam, Vu Hu, visited Nigeria in October 2019 in view of the trade and bilateral relations between both countries. The statement notes that Professor Shibaja's reciprocal visit to Vietnam will further strengthen trade and bilateral relations between both countries. While in the Socialist Republic of Vietnam, the Vice President is expected to witness the signing of a memorandum of understanding and agreements on investments between Nigeria and Vietnam. He is also expected to hold high-level diplomatic discussions with his Vietnamese counterpart, Vice President Vu Thia Juan, 
and the Prime Minister Fan Min-Ching on issues of trade, commerce, agriculture, technology and innovation, among others. Vice President Oshibaju will later participate in a business forum with the Vietnamese Chamber of Commerce and with representatives from both countries. The West African Elders Forum says it has deployed a pre-election mediation team to Nigeria to interface with major political actors and other key stakeholders ahead of the 2023 general election. The mission, which is led by former president of Sierra Leone, Ernest Bayakroma, as the former vice president of the Gambia Futama Mata Tambajang, and former special representative of the Secretary General of the United Nations and head of the United Nations Office for West Africa and the Sahel, Dr. Mohammed Ibn Chambers, as members. According to the statement by the community, officer of the Good Luck Jonathan Foundation, Wealth Dixon Ominabo. The mission is part of the forum's approach to explore preventive diplomacy to reduce electoral-related tension and violence in Africa. Campaign Council leaders of the People's Democratic Party, PDP, led by the vice presidential candidate and governor of Delta State, Mr. Ifanyo Kua, visited former President Chief Olusegun Obasanjo's presidential library residence in Abekuta, the Ogun state capital. Those on the visit include the Director General of the Presidential Council and Governor of Sokota State, Alhaji Amide Tambol, former Governor of Jigawa State, Alhaji Silele Amidu, former Governor of Oshun State, Prince Olagun Soye Oyulala, former Governor of Cross River State, Mr. Liel Omoke Imoke and Otumba Oyuoli. Governor Tambo was speaking after about two hours close to a session with the elder statesman. So the team was in Abeokuta to consult with former President Obasanjo on matters of national interest. Governor Tambo said the party was preparing for its legal state presidential campaign, noting that it will continue to work towards winning the 2023 general election. Now, still with the PDP, a former Minister of Information, Mr. Labaran Marco, has called on the electorates to allow their conscience to guide them in voting their leaders in the forthcoming general election. Mr. Marco, who made the call during a campaign rally in Kena, local government area of Nasarawa State, said Nigerians deserved better living conditions and good governance entrenched on unity equity and respect for rule of law, hence the need to vote the PDP in the 2023 elections. A former chairman of the PDP Board of Trustees, Senator Walid Jibrin, also called on Nigerians to shun leaders who engage in using religion and ethnicity as basis for political choices. On his part, the PDP governorship candidate of Nasarawa State, Mr. Emmanuel Umbugadu, stated that he would ensure full implementation of his economic blueprint centered on development of local content, especially the Kena salt industry. The Oshun State Election Petition Tribunal has admitted in evidence the file of the Independent National Electoral Commission INEC containing the secondary school certificate and testimonial of Governor Demola Adeleke of the state. The petitioners, Mr. Deboye Gawetola and the All Progresses Congress APC, closed the prosecution of the matter, leaving respondents to commence their defences. The admission of the document followed the appearance of INEC representative, Mrs. Joan Arabs, who brought Adeleke's original files containing the certificate he submitted to the commission in 2018. 
counsel for INEC Chief Henry Agunedu said he would be objecting to the admissibility of the documents on the grounds that the basis for the production of the whole file was because only two pages of the earlier produced certified true copies were in contention as tendering the whole documents was out of place. Counsel for Governor Deliki, Ni Uoladi, and that of a PDP, Alex Izinho, said that they had objection to the tendering of the said documents, but would reserve the objections till the final address stage. Ruling on the documents tendered, the tribunal led by Teitse Akume admitted the credentials and the Adela case nomination form as exhibit file D and taking as read. A social cultural group under the auspices of Kwande United People's Organization has urged people of Kwande extraction in Benue State to collect their PVCs preparatory for the general election next year. In a statement, leader of the group, Chief Samuel Aga, says it became necessary for all Nigerians to participate actively in restructuring the country for the better. Chief Aga, who commended INEC's announcement that the PVC collection will resume on Monday 12th of this month to Sunday 22nd of January next year, explains that the permanent voter card is necessary document valid also for other personal uses outside elections, hence the need for people of voting age to earn it. According to Chief Aga, PVCs are however still uncollected at INEC offices, including Kwande local government area, few months to election. A situation, he says, is not is not only disheartening but disturbing to any development-conscious society. He appreciates INEC's decision to devolve PVC collection to the 8,809 registration areas and wards and called on the people to take advantage of the decision for their good. The statement stresses the need for people of Kwande to take the lead to elect people with impeccable character and track records into leadership positions in the next year's general election to usher in a new era of good governance where every indigenous, especially those in rural areas, will live happily. Chief Aga cautions youth, especially Kwande indigents, against acts capable of jeopardizing the huge investment of government of having a free, fair, credible and transparent elections next year. He noted that such were counterproductive and must be discouraged in its entirety. The seventh edition of the President Muhammadu Buhari administration's scorecard series will feature the Minister of Water Resources, Mr. Suleiman Ademu. Date is Monday, 5th December 2022, but tomorrow. Time is 10.30 in the morning at the National Press Center, Radio House, Abuja. The event will be covered live by the NTA, FRC, and Envon, and streamed on the social media handles of the Federal Ministry of Information and Culture. Announcer, Mrs. Lydia Shehu Jafia, MNI, Permanent Secretary, Federal Ministry of Information and Culture. Radio Nigeria, uplifting the people and uniting the nation. Do you know?
that the Special Control Unit Against Money Laundering, SCUMO, of the Economic and Financial Crimes Commission, EFCC, has been empowered by the Money Laundering Prevention and Prohibition Act 2022 to monitor and supervise activities of all professions and businesses to prevent money laundering, terrorist financing, and other illicit activities. Do you know that it's illegal for any individual or corporate body to accept or make any cash payment that exceeds 5 million naira and 10 million naira respectively, except through a financial institution? Please note that failure to comply with these provisions attract a fine of 250,000 naira for each day during which the offense continues and suspension revocation or withdrawal of license by appropriate licensing authority as circumstances may demand skumol securing nigeria's business environment do not say you were not warned this message is from the economic and financial crimes commission efcc now that the dry season is here with us, the Transmission Company of Nigeria is appealing that you do not set fire on bush or refuse around all power substations and under overhead transmission lines. Please do not burn refuse on the base of transmission towers or under electricity transmission lines or cables. Setting fire near transmission towers and lines can damage the tower frame and cause the tower to buckle and eventually collapse, pulling down and damaging towers along the same line routes. This can cause prolonged power outage and it is very expensive to rebuild. The Transmission Company of Nigeria cautions that bush burning is not easily controlled in the Hamatan season. Setting fire under transmission lines or cables can destroy the lines and cause them to snap, causing electrocution and power outage. TCN is urging you to avoid bush burning and refuse burning around transmission towers and under transmission lines. Say no to bush burning. Please do not burn refuse or engage in bush burning near transmission substations and lines. Help us protect power transmission installations in your communities from damage caused by fire. Say no to bush and refuse burning near power installations and overhead lines. This message is from the Transmission Company of Nigeria, TCN. TCN, transmitting bulk electricity in the most efficient and effective manner. It's joy to the world. Oh yeah, it's that time of year again. FRCN, NTA, and Voice of Nigeria service of nine lessons and carols ushers us into the joyous mood of Christmas. With beautiful renditions from different choirs that will lift our spirits. Theme, Fear Not. Venue, National Christian Center, Abuja. Date, 4th December 2022. Time, 3 p.m. Message giver, His Eminence, Most Reverend Daniel Oko, President, Christian Association of Nigeria, CAM. Special guest of honor, His Excellency, Professor Yemi Oshimbajo, GCON, Vice President, Federal Republic of Nigeria. Hosts, Directors General, FRCN, NTA, and Voice of Nigeria. Chief Host, Alhajlai Muhammad, Minister of Information and Culture. FRCN, NTA, and Voice of Nigeria, Service of Nine Lessons and Carols, supported by Christian Association of Nigeria. Come worship with us as we celebrate Christ, the newborn King. Be there. My countrywoman, you have to say mind the rude world, and you agree with me, say what we they do today, go fit our tomorrow. Be better to you to sit down, not go school. 
Mm. In fact, woman will not go store, try to throw up here and there, like who not savvy road to enter market. Hmm, for Kankwe woman, you go here to re, we go change the way where you they think and the way where you they do things. Most times now, waiting people know fear for they know they're important, they want. Mm. So you go put needs, you go put wants, which one they important. Join body with me, Madam Sabi, every Sunday for 7 o'clock in the evening inside the network service of Radio Nigeria. For true life story, when go make you begin the take step, we go make you correct Kankwe woman tomorrow. Radio Nigeria, uplifting the people and uniting the nation. Thank you for staying with us. The Lagos State Governor, Mr. Babaji Desongolu, has kicked off his re-election campaign with a mega rally at Mobolaji Johnson Arena, Lagos Island. The governor who thanked Lagos residents for the confidence reposed in him in the last three years and a half years solicited their support again under his campaign theme tagged A Greater Lagos Rising. I have to thank you for coming out in large number and for showing solidarity, for showing love, for showing support that indeed in Lagos State is only one party, the All Progressive Congress, that has been the party of choice, that has been the party that has purposeful governance. We do not take you for granted. Reeling out his administration's achievements in various sectors, Governor Samuelu appealed to the people to renew his mandate based on performance. Governor Samuelu also solicited the people's support in the election of the party's presidential flag bearer, Ashiwaju Bola Tinubu, when they go to the poll on February 25, 2023. Earlier, the Director General of APC Lagos State Campaign Council, Senator Ganiu Solomon, enjoined party members to pick up their PVCs and also embarked on, embark on house-to-house visit to mobilize residents to exercise their civic rights for the party. I'm happy that you all have shown your readiness to speak with your PVC to give Sawo Olu another time as governor of our day state. It is my joy that with this your show of love for our own Mr. Selu, you are signing on for more development and better life for our people. The party flag was presented to all candidates contesting state and national assembly elections at the rally, which attracted a large number of party supporters. Concerns are growing over the role of non-governmental organizations in the Northeast amidst allegations of international conspiracy delaying the end of the insurgency in the area. The military authorities say many NGOs have booked hotel accommodations for over 10 years, an indication that they may be working for the continuation of the crisis. This is just as Radio Nigeria findings show that insinuations of abortion of babies born to repentant Boko Haram fighters are untrue, as over 200 babies are delivered in their camps monthly. Victor Senagwensen, who has been on a special fact-finding mission to the area, now brings us an update. Radio Nigeria took a trip to the 7th Division Nigeria Army Headquarters Hospital in Meduguri. It has an elaborate female and maternity as well as child care center. A consultant orthopedic and trauma surgeon, Lieutenant Colonel Adeni Yogunshake, is the commander of the hospital. The three-bedded studio ward, you can see. Okay. The acting general officer commanding of the 7th Div, Major General Adewale Adekaye, said the division has no facility for 
for illegal abortion has been speculated. Having found no traces of the practice of forced or any form of abortion in the facility, Radio Nigeria thereafter proceeded to the Joint Investigation Center at Giwa Barracks, also in Meduguri. The facility had frontline die-hard Boko Haram fighters who were arrested in the battlefield. But the women's cell was a point of our attention. There, Radio Nigeria met women who are the wives of the former combatants and their children who were being given basic education. If this is the true state of things as it seemed, then where did some international bodies get the allegation that the Nigerian authorities were running an abortion program in the Northeast since 2013 aimed at terminating the pregnancies of women and girls impregnated by Boko Haram fighters and those of the Islamic State of West Africa, ISWAP. Major General Christopher Musa is the theater commander of Operation Hadinkai, which is leading the charge to root out terrorism from the North East. We're in Liberia, Sierra Leone. We know what NGOs used to do. We've had issues. Sometimes they want to say they are carrying foil. We've seen it. So we know that definitely here we have to actually be very careful and watchful on what they're doing. And it is our responsibility to actually dig deep. Because what keeps this operation going is the funding. And funding comes from every aspect. Now the NGOs coming to work. We don't know how much they tell you they have a project in Nigeria. They have given $20 million. Who is monitoring the expenditure? Nobody. What's your motive? They take hotel rooms and pay 10 years ahead. There's so much money in circulation. I didn't really hear for humanitarian purposes. This allegation this guy's brother about this abortion and all these things, we have told them in clear terms. In Africa, we even abhor it. We should stand for what we want. Radio Nigeria investigations show that there are over 50 local and foreign non-governmental organizations operating in the area who are allegedly feeding the foreign donors with negative information about the situation in the Northeast as a way of perpetuating the conflict, thereby sustaining their financial inflows. When they were confronted with this allegation, their spokesman, Mr. Brian Laguardia, a United Nations OCHA Human Affairs Officer, remained evasive, insisting that their protocol does not permit them to speak on such issues. When it comes to any allegations, you know, we've worked directly with Theater Command here, both with the J9 and with the Theater Commander himself, to ensure that there is a strong process in place to look at any allegations. As things stand today, it is becoming increasingly clear to stakeholders in the Northeast that many international NGOs in the area are not sincerely working in the interest of Nigeria, which is to end the conflict within the nearest possible time. The onus is now on the genuine NGOs to show that they are not part of what some Nigerians have described as an international conspiracy against Nigeria that has seen the Western superpowers deny Nigeria of military hardware to summarily prosecute the war. The true NGOs would also have to come out and expose the bad eggs amongst them so that their labor of love for the Nigerian people over the years would not be cast in bad light. Nigerians on their path would need to continue to support the military to sustain their kinetic and no-kinetic onslaughts against the insurgents and to ultimately wipe out terrorism from the nation without delay and stop what has become a money-making industry for some NGOs and their foreign collaborators. From Meduguri, Victor Sinagbensin, Radio Nigeria. The police command, Abia State, has arrested 13 suspected criminals who have been terrorizing residents of the state. 
while parading the suspects at the police headquarters in Umwahia. The state commissioner of police, Mr. Mustafa Bala, said the 12 men and a woman were arrested at various locations in the state. CP Bala, represented by the police public relations officer, SP Geoffrey Ogoma, noted that the rapid response squad of the command through intelligence arrested one obina Na from ukwa west local government area for alleged gun running where various firearms were recovered from the suspect items recovered from the suspects include two locally made pistols one pump action pump action gun one english double barrel gun 76 live cartridges one tricycle one cutlass some quantities of weed suspected to be cannabis, two phones, and a sustenance believed to be charm. A substance oh. believed to be charm. There are a cross-section of widows under the auspices of Widows Needs Relief Advocates Association has identified molestation, lack of fund to enroll their children in school and run their businesses as major challenges confronting them. The chairperson of the association, Mrs. Nkechi Ohiri, made the point in Abuja at an empowerment program with the theme, lifting widows and orphans from poverty and abuse. Samuel Adenka reports that the event had representatives from 36 states and the federal capital territory in attendance. Mrs. Oyuri, who decried all forms of abuses and molestations facing widows and their children, saw the need for the government at all levels to lift them out of poverty and provide scholarship for their children. We only cannot train these children. And many widows are dying in BP because of this challenge. So we are calling Nigeria to please come out and see what they can do. The assistant coordinator and director of program of the Widows Needs Relief Advocate Association, Mrs. Ramatu Abdullah, and director of program, Mrs. Blessing Stephen said financial burden and lack of care from friends and relatives were their problems. In those days, we used to have plenty friends. Like weekend like this, we'll be cooking. People will come to the house. But since this thing happened, nobody visits us. Nobody asks of us. This year, my son supposed to write Waek, but very unfortunate as I cannot be able to afford this Waek fee. He cannot be able to write the Waek now. The group in a short play express how their late husband family molested them and took over the property without taking consideration of their needs. I am not here for your cry. Listen to me. I am here to collect my late brother's property. Yes, yes. Where is the car keys? And how much is his, his, his account? A philanthropist, Mrs. Belfry Nessie, who has been sponsoring education of some of the children of the widows, called for an end to traditions and customs abusing widows. She spoke to her secretary, Miss Mercy the head of the family, which is the man, is no more. People take advantage of the lady and some families go and get rid of everything the man worked for for his family and leave the widow stranded with the children. So this has to come to an end. Other widows call on well-meaning Nigerians and the government to empower them to cope with current economic hardship in Abuja, Sanye, Adeyika, Radio Nigeria. The Fire Officers Wives Association, FOA, says it has trained 50 members of the National Youth Service Corps in different skills to alleviate multidimensional poverty and unemployment among teen youths in the country. The president of the association, Mrs. Iyabo Jaji, disclosed this at the graduation ceremony of FOA Skills Acquisition Beneficiaries in collaboration with the National Youth Service Corps, NYSC, in Abuja. Mrs. Iyabo Janji stated that the association has been training car members annually to reduce the alarming rate of youth unemployment. 
Every year, we have privilege of training corps members sent to the center by National Youth Service Corps. Today, we have a total of 50 corps members who have been trained in various vocational skills. As a soap-making, catering. The training will have been with us for the, for the past four months. The Director General NYSC, Mrs. Christy Uba, represented by the Deputy Director of Skills Acquisition, Mrs. Grace Erabo, said the partnership and had empowered more car members in the country by creating sustainable means of livelihood for them. We have been empowered. I want to encourage you. Put in the best. Deserve put into learning that skill. Put it into expanding that skill. Establish it. One of the beneficiaries of the training, Ms. Fidel Chinazo, thanked FOA for the gesture and urged the CAL members to utilize the opportunity and training to empower themselves. A clergyman, Deacon Sande Olubi of Living Faith Church, Goshen City in Karu, local government area of Nasserawa State, says Nigeria will enter a new phase of God's glory next year. He stated this in an interview with Radio Nigeria during a sensitization walk about one of the programs of the church out of 2023. Deacon Ulubi explained that the purpose of the walk was to prepare the minds of Nigerians for the religious event to enable them to benefit from God's visitation. Miracle, delivery of God's blessings unto his people. It's a place of voices where God's voice will be heard clearly on the mountain, where word of God will be preached without adulteration, where miracles, signs and wonders are wrought. Shiloh is a center for the delivery of the destiny of men. According to him, Bishop David Oyedepo is known for speaking truth to power without sentiments and revealing the mind of God concerning the nation. Also, another leader, Deacon Gift Oluwali, said the liberation mandate given to Oyedepo was to liberate the world from all forms of oppressions by the enemies, including issues in Nigeria. We believe that if individuals are okay and the family setting is good, then the Nigeria will be at peace. It is no longer time that we should allow mediocres to be in charge of leadership in the country. It's time for the children of God to take over every sphere of leadership in Nigeria, right from the local government to the state and to the federal. Deacon Oluwale said the gathering would address the foundation of various problems faced by Nigeria, families and individuals. But from the Federal Capital Territory, we'll move on to the Southeast, where the Anambra State Government says it has received close to 2 billion naira as 13% oil derivation proceeds from the Federal Government. The Commissioner for Petroleum and Mineral Resources, Mr. Anthony Ifai, made the revelation while interacting with the Anambra State House of Assembly Committee on Finance and Appropriation. The commissioner, who did not disclose the exact figure, noted that since July 2022, when the state started receiving the 13% derivation till November, it has received between 1.5 to 2 billion naira from the federal government. We started receiving 30% derivation from the federal government from July this year. And it has been coming since then, progressively. We started with the 268 million. And as the most come by, it goes up. So I'm sure we must have gotten up to not less than 1.5 billion or 2 billion as the case may be. He, however, regretted that the major activity the ministry had projected for 2023 was yanked off from the draft estimate bill submitted and appealed to the lawmakers to look into the lean budgetary, lean budgetary provisions made for the ministry. 
Mr. Ifani also told the committee that a particular oil firm had been tapping the oil in two communities in Ogbaru local government area without any memorandum of understanding with the host communities until recently when the present administration took the necessary steps to com that compelled them to do so in the interest of peace. The chairman, House Committee on Finance and Appropriation, Mr. Obina Emeneka, encouraged the commissioner to do more while commending him for the ideas they intend to achieve by 2023. We revived the Minister of Petroleum and also the disruptive changes in our disruptive era that is going on. I want to encourage you to do more and see how you get some of these things earmarked from the budget implemented. While you still put pressure on IGR because we need it to survive and make an state prosperous. Radio Nigeria correspondent Uche Ndeke reports that other committee members took turn to question why the ministry was not able to access much percentage from the revised 2022 budget, among other issues. It's coming up to 28 minutes to 8. You're listening to the news on the network service of Radio Nigeria in the headlines. President Muhammad Buhari has admonished Nigerians on virtues of hard work and patriotism. The role of non-governmental organizations in the Northeast was in focus. The Anambra state government has received about 2 billion naira 13% oil derivation in five months. And still to come, BNW state government to embark on aggressive vaccination of dogs to check rabies. Plus, State House Diary, Sports News Commentary and Newspaper Headlines. Radio Nigeria, uplifting the people and uniting the nation. Money and economy with up-to-date, incisive reports and deeper analysis of financial events from within and outside Nigeria. Money and economy. You get to know the true state of the nation's financial sector. The Central Bank of Nigeria is committed to providing support for affected households, businesses, in order to cushion the adverse economic consequences of this pandemic on our people. Activities from foreign exchange market will also be on the scorecard. Our drama crew. We are active with dexterity and the Why are you not in here? I'm confusing, man. Money and economy. Join us every Friday on the network service of Radio Nigeria at 7 p.m. Don't miss it. Money and economy. Powered by the Central Bank of Nigeria. Radio Nigeria, uplifting the people and uniting the nation. Some stakeholders in the nation's banking industry have commended the reforms and regulations introduced by the Central Bank of Nigeria, CBN, in ensuring financial stability and enabling an improved standard of living. They gave the commendations on the occasion of this year's International Day of Banks, commemorated annually on December 4 in recognition of the vital role the banking sector is playing to improve the standard of living. Austin Ines spoke with some Benin residents on the day and filed in this report. 
instituted by the United Nations General Assembly on December 19, 2019. The International Day of Banks is observed in recognition of the significant potential of multilateral development banks in financing sustainable development. Speaking on the importance of the day, a lecturer at the Department of Banking and Finance, University of Benin, Professor Ifuero Osanwiye, explained that banks as financial intermediaries are very important because it links savings with investments, stressing that despite the ups and downs in every financial system in the world, the nation's banking industry has responded well and lived up to expectations, though there is room for improvement. With the good regulation of the central bank, they are doing better by the day, meeting world standards. A lot of stability is coming to the system. A branch manager in one of the commercial banks in Benin City, Mr. Okechuku Onoa, who also lauded the reforms and its impact on the banking industry in the country, observed that the reforms are geared towards the sustenance of the development of the society and general improvement in the standard of living. Today, you people go about without having to use their ATM cards. Their biometrics are used to validate their person and then withdrawals are done from their accounts. These are some of the developments that have evolved and it will continue to improve. Some bank customers in Benin City who spoke on the day expressed satisfaction with the services from the banks but called on the banks to improve on the efficiency of the electronic banking services. As for the normal services, the deposit, crediting and other things going well. Sometimes you go to ATM, there will not be money, you will just be disappointed. Sometimes the bank security will not be directing you to POS stand. Time I went to a bank, unless if I have issue, if I have a transaction that declined, I will go to a bank. The theme for this year's observance is achieve sustainable development goals and improve the global financial architecture. In Benin, Austin, Ine, Radio Nigeria. The Benway state government is to carry out aggressive vaccination of dogs across the state to check rabies infection. The State Commissioner for Agriculture and Natural Resources, Dr. Kesta Kienge, gave the assurance in Makudi at the launch of a statewide 2022 free anti-rabies vaccination campaign, represented by the Permanent Secretary in the Ministry, Mrs. Hembadungum. The Commissioner noted that the increase in the number of positive cases of rabies in the state in recent times is a wake-up call to action, assuring that the 20 9,000 doses of vaccines received from the Federal Ministry of Agriculture and Rural Development would be judiciously applied. The State Ministry of Agriculture and Natural Resources appreciates Governor of Benue State and the Federal Government for the success of this year's campaign. A representative of the Federal Ministry of Agriculture and Rural Development, Dr. Kenneth Yotiom, explained that the gesture was part of government's effort at ensuring the safety of its citizens. Federal government is doing it all over the country, not only in Benue State, to make sure they curb this menace of this disease. Director of Livestock in the Benue State Ministry of Agriculture and Natural Resources, Dr. Edward Amali, commended the federal government for releasing a large quantity of vaccines to the state and urged residents to cash in on the opportunity to protect their dogs against rabies. The highlight of the event was free vaccination of dogs by veterinary doctors from the Benway State Ministry of Agriculture and Natural Resources. Two people were crushed to death by a heavy-duty truck belonging to a construction company in Lafia, the Nasara State capital. The accident, which occurred along Lafia Jules Road yesterday, involved a commercial motorcycle rider and a passenger. 
a security official who's, who was involved in evacuating the cops of the motorcycle rider from under the truck attributed the accident to one-way drive along the road due to collapse of one part of the bridge linking the area to Lafayette town. A security official who pleaded to speak with Radio Nigeria under the cognitive the condition of anonymity while confirming the deaths of the yet-to-be-identified persons called on authorities to expedite action to ensure speed, speedy completion of the roads and the collapsed bridge to curtail further loss of lives in the area. The federal government has restated commitment to the training and retraining of teachers to improve the quality of teaching as well as learning of science and mathematics in the country. The Minister of Education, Adamo Adamo, stated this the opening of a capacity building of selected teachers in the federal unity colleges across the country. He explained that the program would build the competence of teachers in various areas that would benefit the students and the society. Represented by the Director of Technology and Science Education, Mrs. Grace Jacko, the Minister noted that the workshop was in line with the Federal Ministry of Education ministerial strategies which include a process of strengthening the skills, instincts, abilities, and resources that institutions and communities need to survive in a fast-changing world. The Vice-Chancellor, University of Jos, Professor Tanko Ishaya, says welfare of students and staff will continue to receive attention under his watch. Speaking with journalists on this, his one year in office as Vice-Chancellor of the University, Professor Ishaya said regular staff promotion would be given priority as this would promote an efficient and productive workforce. He also said that he would vigorously pursue infrastructural development of the institution in order to tackle the challenges of classrooms, accommodation and other deficit. Professor Ishaya noted that the university ensured that adequate preparations and necessary measures were taken to ensure successful accreditation of all its programs. The Vice-Chancellor said despite the industrial action, some teaching staff and relevant units were gainfully engaged in research activities that yielded positive outcome for the university. We now bring you State House Dairy. Another edition of State House Diary as we review last week's activities at the Presidential Villa. I am Fatima Dongogo. On Tuesday last week, President Mohamed Buhari called on countries around the Lake Chad Basin to upscale collaboration to stop the consistent inflow of weaponry being used in Ukraine and Libyan wars. President Buhari made the call in Abuja at the opening of the 16th session of the Summit of Heads of State and Government of the Lake Chad Basin Commission. He warned that unless expedited actions were taken to stop the spread of such high-tech weapons, the sacrifices made and the successes attained so far in thwarting the advances of terrorists in the region would be meaningless. The president urged countries in the Sahel to thrive to view the region through the lens of equity, fairness, diversity and inclusion. Also within the week on Wednesday, the Federal Executive Council, FAC, approved a national language policy for the country. While briefing newsmen on their approval, the Minister of Education, Malam Adamu Adamu, said the policy would institutionalize teaching in primary schools in the mother tongue. He, however, said implementation of the policy would require development of teaching materials and training of teachers. He stated that when the policy is fully operational, each locality will teach students primary one 
up to six in their own mother tongue. Malam Adamu added that research has shown that students learn better when instruction is in their mother tongue at that level and they will be taught other Nigerian languages as well as international languages at certain stages. On Thursday last week, the National Security Advisor, retired Major General Baba Gana Mungunu, urged Nigerians to unite against crime in the country. While speaking in Abuja at the 60th session of the State House Ministerial Briefing, the NSA noted that holding on to ethnic, religious and political differences above the interests of the country would strengthen the urge of criminals to unleash even greater harm. He also noted that insecurity in the country was propelled by multiple internal issues driven by political and socio-economic grievances, although security in the country has significantly stabilized. He commended the security personnel deployed to fight insecurity and paid tributes to the fallen soldiers who died trying to maintain peace and security. On Friday last week, in a statement signed by the Special Assistant to the President on Media and Publicity, Malam Garbashiho, the federal government said nine oil-producing states received a total of about 625 billion naira, 13% oil derivation, subsidy and share fee refunds from the Federation account in the last two years. According to a statement, the states that received the refunds dating from 1999 to 2021 are Adia, Aqua Ibom, Bielsa, Cross River, Delta, Edo, Imo, Ondo and Rivers. It says data obtained from the Federation Account Department, Office of the Accountant General of the Federation, show that a total of 477 billion naira was released to the nine states as refund of the 13% derivation fund on withdrawal from excess crude accounts without deducting derivation from 2004 to 2019. And that's it on this week's edition of Steakhouse Diary. Please stay tuned for another edition same time next week. I am... More states register their names for the medal table at the National Sports Festival at the Netherlands and Argentina qualify for the quarterfinals of the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022. Over to Idris and Alain Bodatouye in our sports package. The Commissioner of Information in Delta State, Mr. Charles Anyagu, has once again briefed sports journalists about the happenings at the ongoing National Sports Festival in Delta State. The Commissioner, who was accompanied to the media center of the Stephen Keshi Stadium by some members of the local organizing committee, appealed to the newsmen on the difficulty in getting results on time. The medal hall have started. At the moment, a number of medals have been won in different fields. We will be expecting the MOC to make the medal hall available. What you have is somehow not updated because I can tell you that no fewer than 24, 25 different games have been concluded. The 2022 National Sports Festival is said to have one of the highest number of journalists with over 250 newsmen covering the event. Meanwhile, Esther Ngogu of Delta State have set a new record in the women's para power lifting. Ngogu yesterday made a lift of 115 in the 41 kg to break her own record of 114 kg set at the 2022 African para power lifting event. The host state was also victorious in the hockey event for 
following a one nil win over Ogun State. It was a disappointing performance for Team Nasarawa in the men's basketball event with the team losing to Rivers by 52 to 48 points. The defeat was the second for Team Nasarawa following Friday's humiliating mauling at the hands of Lagos State. On the brighter side, Husseini Ibrahim recorded Nasarawa's first silver medal at the games in the para table tennis event. An elated Husseini who lost to his Delta State counterpart could not hide his joy on his achievement. I feel well because I play well. There is top top players in this Delta State. They are coming from outside country, Italy, Ghana, Egypt, where they present outside country. They have come back to Nigeria to play their state. So I'm very happy to see myself for final. Meanwhile, the Commissioner of Youth and Sports Development in Nasarawa State, Ambassador Loki Isaac Yarwa, who is in Asaba to chair his athletes, has assured that his state will finish among the top 10 states on the medals table. There are so many other sporting events we are yet to commence participation in. But I want to assure you that before the end of the festival, the Nasarawa will be among the top 10 highest gold winning medals. Team Nasara has so far recorded one silver and two bronze medals at the ongoing games. Despite the late arrival of some of its athletes for the games in Delta, the Director of Sports Administration in the Kaduna State Ministry of Sports Development, Yusuf Yamai, said he is still optimistic of his team's chances at the games. Yamai, who is the leader of the Kaduna contingent to Delta, said their late arrival will not affect their performance. We in Kaduna, we produce athletes and players from the grassroots. We don't put Players. That's one good thing about Kaduna State. You can't take that away from us. So I knew that by the grace of God, if not for any other thing, I know we'll come back with some very, very good results in this festival. Team Kaduna will this morning play Oyo in the finals of the male cricket event with Anambra and Edo set to battle for the bronze medals. Still on the performance of states at the games, Ondo State teams have so far amassed six medals as at the time of filing in this report. Sports correspondent Isaac Afolabi reports that five of the medals are from para table tennis while one of the bronze medal was won by a para weightlifter tolu ogundoliri meanwhile the ondo state female basketball team also known as sunshine angels lost their second game to bielsa state by 44 to 20 points according to the schedule of this year's festival the athletics event will begin today at the stephen keshi stadium from asaba delta state venue of the 21st edition of the national sports festival this is idris dari now handing you over to alambo datoni for more sports stories. Thank you, Idris. The business end of the 2022 World Cup began on Saturday afternoon with a round of 16 knockout phase as the Netherlands became the first team to book their place in the quarterfinals following a 3-1 spanking of the United States of America. Two first-half goals put the European side in charge against the United States with Memphis Depay delivering an early opener and Delhi Blind doubling the Netherlands' lead seconds before the break. Haji Wright scored for the U.S. on 76 minutes before Denzel Dumfries added a goal for the Orange Bowl on 81 minutes. In the second game, Lionel Messi scored his ninth World Cup goal, bringing his total career haul to 789 in his 1,000th football career match to help Argentina beat Australia 2-1 at the Hamed Bin Ali Stadium last night to qualify for the quarterfinals, where they meet the Netherlands. Messi struck inside the box on 35 minutes as Julian Alvarez made it two on 57 minutes, but the Aussies pulled one back through a shot by Craig Goodwin on 77 minutes, the into the net by Argentine defender Enzo Fernandez. 
Today, two rounds of 16 ties are on schedule at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 as champions France face Poland at the Al Tumama Stadium, Doha, from 4 p.m. as England sweat it out with African champion Senegal at the Al Bayt Stadium, Al Kor, from 8 p.m. Tomorrow, Japan tackle Croatia while Brazil battle South Korea. On Tuesday, Morocco engage former champion Spain as Portugal confronts Switzerland in an all-European clash. Meanwhile, former Nigerian international Christian Chuku wants the Nigerian Football Federation NFF to begin preparations for the 2026 World Cup by building on locally based players. Chuku, popularly called chairman in his active days, was reacting on the record breaking feats of some African representatives at the 2022 FIFA World Cup in Qatar. Everybody is saying it now. The lesson we are learning is that we are supposed to be there. Our management, the NFF, should sit up well. You have seen now that the coaching problem is not the problem. In fact, that all African countries are when they are when they are African countries and are doing very well. But here in Nigeria, so much is dependent on foreign. Secondly, our league is not up to what it used to be. The coaches we employ should live here in Nigeria and monitor our league and select our home based players many surprises with two World Cup favorites, Germany and Belgium, eliminated at the group stage. Our rating high and uh, good facility. It's the only thing like that uh, maybe the weather is not conducive enough for the players to do their best. But it's moving on well. We are all enjoying it. Chuku led the then Green Eagles to win Nigeria's first Africa Cup of Nations trophy in 1980. Away from football, the Central Bank of Nigeria CBN will not relent in promoting sports competitions and other related activities. This was made known by the governor of the CBN, Mr. Godwin M. Fiele, at the tee-off of the 15th edition of the Governor's Golf Cup at the IBB International Golf and Country Club Abuja. Represented by the CBN's deputy governor in charge of operations, Mr. Debussy Shonubi, the Apex Bank's governor said the tournament had impacted a lot on members and non-members of the bank over the years. This is an event that the bank sponsors every year, and this is our two 2022 edition of it. We encourage golf both in the central bank and to people that we interact with because of the discipline that it brings. Captain of the IBB Golf and Country Club, Mike Ikoja, said the club will leverage on the governor's tournament for talents from within and outside the club. We are pleased that the tournament is here again. It's one of the high-profile tournaments on our calendar and CBN being a national institution. The one-day tournament sponsored by the CBN in partnership with the IBB Golf Club was played in a stroke play shotgun format with over a hundred golfers comprising men and ladies in various handicaps jostling for trophies. I am Alambo Datoye. Many thanks Alambo. We'll now let you know what the papers are saying this morning. The Punch writes, NNPC not sincere about oil theft. Exaggerating figures, says the Navy. Northeast among world's largest humanitarian crises zones, says United Nations. And so reports to punch. A very sad situation. Then we'll move on to the leadership reports uh, where we have Oshimbajo off to Vietnam for state visit. DSS once against attack on, pe- on its personnel. You have details in the leadership newspaper. The Guardian tells us worsening crude theft. Outdated refineries, Ma Buhari's core card, says Petroleum Minister, details in The Guardian. And on this day newspaper, INEC explains inability to prosecute electoral offenders. Accelerate ratification of local government autonomy bill, Oshimbajo tells state assemblies for report in this day. 
From the Vanguard, 2022 floods killed 600 people, displaced 1.3 million others in Nigeria, says UNICEF. NRC to resume Abuja Kaduna rail operations Monday 5th. Well, that will be found on the Vanguard newspaper. And that's the newspaper headlines segment as put together by Patrick Alumina Jr. Today's commentary is on transformational leadership for sustainable economic and political development of Nigeria. It is written by Maurice Asukwo. Transformational leadership is a leadership approach that causes change in individuals and social systems. In its form, it creates valuable and positive changes in the followers with the end goal of developing followers into leaders. Enacted in its authentic form, transformational leadership enhances the motivation, morale and performance of followers through a variety of mechanisms. These include connecting the followers' sense of identity to the mission and the collective identity of the community and being a role model for followers that inspire them. It challenges followers to take great ownership of their work and understand the strength and weaknesses of followers so that the leader can align followers with tasks that optimize their performances. A transformational leader is also measured first in terms of his or her influence on the followers. The followers have trust and admiration, loyalty and respect for the leader. Endeared and attracted by the qualities, followers are willing to work harder than originally expected. These outcomes occur because the transformational leader offers them an inspiring mission, vision and, of course, gives them an identity. Sadly, in most communities, people make the mistake of presuming that as they are leaders, followers will follow them automatically because they are leaders. In reality, however, a given position only symbolizes title and not leadership. Leadership is an act or process of influencing or guiding people so that they will strive willingly towards achievements of group or corporate objectives. It should be borne in mind that it is the willingness of people to follow that makes a person a leader. People tend to follow those who they perceive as providing a means of achieving their goals. It is important to realize that leadership is about people and not position. It means to serve and not to be served. Hence, care must always be taken to select leaders, be it in government, political parties, associations or religious organizations. It is important to stress that a leader is a servant to all. Someone who does not have the heart to serve others without looking for reward cannot be a good leader. Also, anyone who doesn't have the qualities of a good leader cannot be a good leader. It is necessary to bear in mind that every good leader must have a better successor, as well as identify and consult with the subject on a regular basis with a view to getting them abreast of the new trend of events. Therefore, what Nigeria currently needs is transformational leaders that would maintain and protect the unity and peace of this nation, as well as make the country more productive and progressive, irrespective of tribe, religion or party affiliation. That commentary on transformational leadership for sustainable economic and political development of Nigeria was written by Maurice Asuko and presented by Emilia Ojemudia. 
For weather update, the hazy, sunny and hazy conditions are anticipated over the northeast and northwestern north central regions. Sunny skies with patches of clouds are expected over inland cities of the south, where partly cloudy conditions are anticipated over the coastal cities during the morning hours. Now to end the news, our top stories again. President Muhammadu Buhari has admonished Nigerians on virtues of hard work and patriotism for national development. The role of non-governmental organizations in the Northeast was in focus. The Anambra state government has received about 2 billion naira, 13% oil derivation from the federal government in five months. We also reported that the Benue state government is to embark on an aggressive vaccination of dogs to check rabies infection. Well, that's the news as edited by Conrad Labi and the production team. My colleague has been Noura Mohammed. And I am Princess Wararo. Good morning. Thank you for listening. Do have a super Sunday.